One world, one world, one market, one market, one market. Greetings, members of the Planetary Union. I am Communications Officer Asimov, and I have been tasked with introducing this podcast to you. The recording you are about to hear is brought to you by Captain Greggy Hochstetler and First Mates Miranda Fisher, Tim Treese, and alien expert Dr. Kevin O'Brien. Follow at Official Orville on Twitter to see all information dispatches from the crew, and go to officialorville.space to leave a comment on an episode or find links to subscribe to the show or rate and review us on iTunes. The mission is to explore the space. This is the official The Orville Podcast. Goddamn, goddamn, maybe it's those thighs that kill me from time to time. I'm the only one that sends shivers up your spine. Oh, I know how you like it, and I know that you like to ride it. Listen to The Orville Podcast. Don't listen to Hollywood Handbook. I drink my soda while I make my podcast. F you, the boys. Hello, all you aliens in the Planetary Union, and welcome to the official The Orville Podcast. You know me. I don't even know why I have to uh, introduce myself to you anymore, because I am very well known. I am the podcast captain. Um, Of course, every podcast needs a captain. Sometimes they call them hosts. Uh, But I think that's incorrect terminology. I think when you have something like a podcast, you know, you need more authority in charge than a mere host. I'm the captain uh, and I am joined this week by my first mates Uh, to start us off. Of course, got to go first, as always, to uh, security officer and first mate Miranda. Miranda, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Greggy. Uh, Alex Arborday to all. And you hear that? Oh boy! You hear that? Kind of. Oh. <laughs> a little bit. Well, that's some classic Miranda uh, mm-hmm. opening a beer on the mic. And oh, hold on, thought... hold on. Oh, she loves it. <laughs> <sighs> I thought that was you crushing a mouse's um, spine. That's what I usually do, but today I decided to open a beer. Okay, well now everybody knows that the time we record these podcasts is at beer o'clock. Yeah. And uh, I would also like to welcome to the show uh, Chief Technology Officer. Wow, yes, I guess this promotion is stuck. Yeah, uh, and first mate, Tim. Tim, welcome to the Wait, show. Trent. Oh, yeah, Trent. Trent. I, I, did, I did almost call you Trent. <laughs> Who is Trent? Um, no, no, no. It was Trent oh, that I almost shit. called you. Because when I think about you in my mind, I do think of you as a hot piece of Trent. No. Oh, good save. Good save. Uh, Alex Arbor Day all around. And um, I look forward to getting a makeup captain's kiss for the captain getting my name wrong. <laughs> hmm. I don't know. I think the I think uh, calling you by uh, chief technology officer that's payment enough. You don't need a captain's kiss on top of it. Uh, okay. Well, <laughs> I agree. Think. I agree. No Agreed. kiss. No kiss for Tim. 
Do CTOs <laughs> normally have compensation other than just the title? Nobody cares about this business. Yes. Are you saying Greggy's wrong? Are you criticizing Greggy's logic here? No, it's more of an alternative viewpoint that I just want to make sure Greggy has the opportunity to hear and consider. He's had, he's had <laughs> the opportunity. He knows what he's doing. What does a chief technology officer even do? They just like oh, you can't go to sharper that. image and... <laughs> Sit on the chairs and shit. I mean, okay, that's a decent amount, but that's not all we do. You just like play with an electronic cucumber peeler or something. What do you guys do? Okay, it does more than just peel cucumbers. Okay. What else? Oh, what else does sick. it do then? It, I use it. it to shave my face. Okay, that's not what it's for. Old cucumber yeah, well, face. That's Old what, cucumber face. You be, <laughs> no, that's not my. That's not my name. Guys, my name is Trent. Listeners, <laughs> Trim looks like a damn cucumber. Uh, well, the inspiration for Pickle Rick is a uh, cu- cucumber, cucumber Trent. Cu- cucumber Trim. Damn. Uh, yes, everybody remember to use the hashtag Cucumber Trim this week. Uh, and I would like to welcome to the show uh, the science officer and alien expert, Dr. Kevin O'Brien. Kevin, welcome to the show. What's up, motherfuckers? <laughs> hey, Please, uh, Lane, I didn't, Lane I didn't has repeatedly <laughs> Lane has repeatedly asked us not oh, to curse oh, on the show. Lane, honey. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Lane. Lane, stay in your lane. Okay. Um, <laughs> Alex Arborday to all... Uh, thanks for having me, Greggy. Uh, thanks to the rest of the people on the bridge here. Tim, good to have you here. Yep. Miranda, good to have you here. Oh, thank um, you. And Greggy, I want to say you are the captain because the podcast is like a ship. And if you want on the Titanic and um, the like, the guy you like walked on and the, some guys like I'm the host, you know, you'd be like this ship is doomed. Mm-hmm. That's why you have a captain. Exactly. We uh, are going to talk about the Orville tonight, but I think the number one thing on all of our minds right now is... Mm. The Orville. Yes. (laughs) Well, more specifically, (laughs) a very prestigious award that the the Orville was nominated for. Um, That's right. They were nominated for an Emmy. That's like the freaking Oscars of TV. Mm. It's like the best in show of TV. (laughs) <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, if you win an Emmy, that's like you're the captain of t- of your station. Uh huh. It is just your station, um, and also the genre. I think too, you're the captain of genre. Oh right, yes, exactly. And I didn't, I didn't think Seth could get a better parking spot at Fox, but if he wins another Emmy, they're gonna have to build a new parking spot for him. Well, this one's good because well, Wait, I, you does might as he well carry them it. around in his car? Uh, does he carry them does around? He in his carry car? them around in his car. Hold on, let me call. I guess Seth. hold on, if, let me call. If Seth. only, hold on, if only I call. could carry my parking spaces around in my car, that would make my <laughs> no, job so no, much easier. No, no, <laughs> you know that's not my question. My question is, does he carry his Emmys around in his car? Hold on, I'm gonna call. Why would you need another parking spot? Okay, Okay. we're gonna get Seth on the line. I'm gonna call Seth. Let me (laughs) just put in a random number here. Don't put in a random number. Put in Seth's number. We've never done any calls on this show. That's (laughs) our (laughs) word. 
check the number and dial again. Seth, he's always changing the fucking number. He has such a <laughs> such a funny voicemail, Seth. Has. <laughs> what a goofball. <laughs> yeah, and I left a message just acting like I got pranked. It's our thing. Um, but yeah, that's his voicemail, and I can call him back right now and just to prove that that is his voicemail. <laughs> if you guys want. Yeah, well, I think Your you probably better. Be completed as dialed. Please check the number and dial again, or dial six one one for customer uh-huh. assistance. Well, there you go, listeners. Oh, hey, Seth. Uh, <laughs> gonna try six one one because I can't get you here. So, uh, yeah, hold on one sec. All right, goodbye. Let me just try six one one. Six one one is like what he goes by because it means six feet tall. Six, up, uh, finish that What's thought, doing? Tim. <laughs> I have to let Kevin get to this. <laughs> Do you uh, keep... We're connecting you to your team of experts. If you would rather use our automated system, press one. Um, sure. No, that's going to give you to Isaac. I'm going to help you today. You uh, can say yeah. anything from representative to change rate. Say Seth. Make a Seth. Contact Seth McFarlane. <laughs> How does Seth carry his Emmys in his car? <laughs> Just to be sure, do you have questions about coverage areas? Yeah, like how <laughs> much do they? Co- how much? I guess how much area okay. do they cover in his car? It's best to troubleshoot your issue from another phone. Okay. Okay. I got it. All right. Bye. What a jokester. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there you go, folks. Uh, And people try to say this isn't the official Orville podcast. Who else is (laughs) calling Seth's personal uh, voicemail on the show? Nobody. That's him. So, uh, yes, the Orville earned its first ever Emmy nomination. Um it was for Identity Part 2, where all the Isaacs um, have guns pop out of their skulls and, um, you know, the ships fly around really fast and stuff uh, for outstanding visual effects. And this is I think this is really cool for the crew mm. to be put up for this yeah. one. They Hey, they should frame that dollar they used. <laughs> yeah, they really should. That magical dollar that, well, basically he's been... It's like the, uh, what do you call those, like a, a perpetual motion machine or something oh. like that. Like they're they're just constantly drawing, it seems like millions of dollars out of this dollar. It's a real Hanukkah oil situation, if you ask it, me. It really is. Yep. And we've talked a lot about the, uh, the Orville's um, effects team. So, I, you know, it, it's just so good. I think uh, probably... I would say, I don't know, I don't want to put it the number too low, really, because I don't want to be falsely humble. But I would say probably like about 90% of this Emmy nomination can be tied back, you know, to the officially Orville podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, because mm-hmm. a lot of uh, a lot of important people in the industry listen to it and they hear us talking about how good it is mm-hmm. and uh, they decide to nominate this show. Yeah, Um yeah, See, so con- congratulations listening. to us. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh but the it's got it's got some tough competition. Um you know, of course, Game of Thrones uh 
Ugh. Lame of Thrones. Right. Oh. And it, I'm, I'm really, I, I don't want to watch Game of Thrones uh, because of the spoilers out on Twitter and stuff and uh, the whole thing with Jay Lee and everything on Twitter. Um, so I, I took from that that we should not be watching Game of Thrones. I assume most of America did as well, so I don't think they're going to win. Mm-hmm. What's funny, Game of Thrones is up against the episode Game of Clones because it's all the Isaac bots. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. So was that like a working title when they're writing it or something? Yeah, because uh, yeah, Isaac's uh, voice actor wrote it, I believe. Oh, okay. I named it Game of Clones. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, it's up against another fantasy uh, show. It must be about dragons and stuff as well. Um, the Man in the High Castle. Uh, uh, so, yeah, that's about castles, dragons, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. Um, so, it, Man, it seems like... Hey. What's that castle smoking, you know? (laughs) (laughs) He castled past that shit, bro. Yeah. (laughs) Trying to to be high as a castle. (laughs) Um, The other show, The Umbrella Academy. Okay. I know this one. This one is about... it's like a prequel to Mary Poppins, and it's uh, just how they teach them all the nannies how to <laughs> fly with a umbrella. Uh, it's really good. Oh, so it must be like an episode where they're flying around on umbrellas? Yeah, there's uh, over like six trillion digital nannies <laughs> flying across the sky, it blacks out the sun. Uh, it's like a, it's very technically impressive, but I don't think it's pleasing to the eye. So I don't think it'll win. Yeah, and I well, I think that's probably the the biggest competition so far because I I kind of want to see that now. Actually, <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, just on scope, it is the biggest competition. And just like number of things on screen, like okay, you had one dragon in Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But six trillion nannies. That's an accomplishment. Why yeah. are you telling people <laughs> to vote for the nannies? Well, I am. Thank you, Miranda, for leading me to my next point, which is uh, there's seven trillion stars in every shot in the Orville. So it's actually better. Well, oh, they, wow. okay. they cloned uh, Seth. Uh, no, like, so now <laughs> see, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Good joke. But what that's, if, that's good. a good episode idea. Yeah. What if they oh, go to Seth God. Planet? They go to Seth Planet. And they're like, we have uh, no. discovered the ideal human form and thus uh, <laughs> repopulated in your image. One has the Peter voice. One has the Stewie voice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh. Uh, Holy crap, Lois. <laughs> There's one more show the Orville is up against. It's uh, that show Gabe was telling us about, um, Star Trek. Um, well, it says Star Trek and then colon Discovery. I don't know if it's one show named Star Trek and then another show named Discovery. It's called colon Star Trek colon Discovery. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Well, I can see why Gabe likes it now. Sounds like a piece of <laughs> shit, you know? Um, yep. <laughs> Gabe? Yeah. 
A Star Trek. I love you, Gabe. Ca- I love you, Gabe. Car wreck. <laughs> I like I like doing the wordplay. Star Trek car wreck. That's something that uh, Star Trek's like uh, the car wreck. Mm-hmm. And and it's coming, and it's uh, also poop. Exactly. Okay. So I predict the Orville is going to win um, this Emmy. Uh, dibs. I would, dibs. I, did, I think the I called wins. it. I thought I called it a Wait. while ago. I said it first, though. No, but I di- you didn't dibs it, though. I dibs it. <laughs> well, I, I re- if I, I remember, I brought it up to everybody. I kind of like said, like, hey, this is. Did you guys see okay. this? Okay, so but I-, I was thinking it. I was thinking it the whole time. Well, look uh, at Miranda's face. She was obviously thinking it, guys. I don't know. She looks like she was thinking of... Uh, she looks like she was thinking of that, but also thinking... Uh, wow, my socks are a little wet uh, in my shoes, and it's going to make my feet stink. False. False. Okay. Well, Not wearing socks or shoes. I'm a mentalist, and uh, my powers are f- slowly fading. <laughs> Stop! Stop trying to picture my feet. Okay, <laughs> you're right, Drew. I'm sorry. I am sorry. Dangerous territory. Uh, no, Miranda's face to me all because all week she's had this face we've been talking about, and now she's saying that's what it was. Yeah, it looked like a holding in a fart face to me. I agree. That's rude, and also kind of flattering that you think that I could pull that off for a whole well, week. Prove. Like that would just be impressive if I could do that. Can you prove that you're you weren't holding in a fart? How huh, how would I prove that? Uh, exactly. Well, if you just try to fart right now, and if nothing, <laughs> okay, and if nothing okay, comes I'm, out, then I'm trying right now. I'm trying. Well, there you go. It's science, Tim. Sorry. Okay. I withdraw my theory. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but I'm just so happy for Seth. I'm so happy for the crew. Um, I guess everybody kind of shares in this in their way because you can't, I mean, if, if the characters aren't there, you don't need the effects, right? So, but mostly I'm just happy that, that we were able to do this for the show since we love it so much. Yeah, it's kind of crazy that they didn't get any for, uh, you know, best actor or yeah. um, best acting by the best actor or <laughs> funniest jokes, funniest guy being the best actor. Who also yeah. wrote the best script. They didn't get nominated for Best Norm MacDonald appearance, which just seems criminal. Yeah, sexiest guy. That, that would have been cool because uh, maybe maybe Gordon could be nominated too. I mean, he wouldn't win. I mean, Scott Grimes, sorry. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't win against Seth, but it would be cool if they were both nominated. Do you think Seth does the does the effects? <laughs> okay that's an interesting question um because they're they're pretty good yeah i, I feel like maybe he was like guys can i just take over for just uh one episode maybe and there you go <laughs> uh but yeah good luck to the orville uh i think you're definitely going to win this week we well we didn't watch actually i don't know anything about this episode i didn't even look up what the title was or which number it is Okay, so it looks like this one was called Lasting Impression. Uh, One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. It's episode 11. 
of the season. And IMDb says the crew opens a time capsule from 2015. Is that true, Miranda? Yes. Why would that be wrong? (laughs) Well, uh, I don't know. Sometimes they like to uh, pull tricks. I know anybody can edit IMDb. I don't know if that's actually true. Uh, So I don't know. Anything... Uh, you're you're right. I should have I should have believed it, but I don't believe anything until I run it by you. Oh, that good good policy. They did. Yeah, they did. Used to. Uh, I remember. I think for the Sopranos, every episode description is Tony Soprano dies in a, a skydiving accident, and that's just not true. So that's like one of those classic things that you keep thinking it's going to happen, but he never even talks about skydiving. They never do it. Oh, weird. Yeah. Anyway, weird go choice. On. Uh, you guys want to hear about the episode? Because it's the best episode of the Orville I've ever seen. I'm not joking. It's incredible. <laughs> oh, man. Now Fuck. I wish I would have seen it. You guys might want to go back and watch it after I tell you about Maybe. it. I'm definitely going to do that. You probably will. I mean, just wait. Just wait until the end. <laughs> that's all, I, well, that's all I'm going to say for now. I think it must have been really good because this one was written by Seth. It was written by Seth, and I will say it had more jokes than the average Orville episode. Okay. I think it's because Seth wrote it. Yeah. Okay, so tell us about this episode, Miranda. All right, so this guy shows up, and he brought them a time capsule from 2015, because they have to bring it to a museum, and they're all looking through the time capsule, and the guy says, this time capsule was found near Albany, and they all just, like, nod. And it's weird to me that they all know where Albany is because it's 400 years in the future and most of them aren't even from Earth. Mm. So why do they all know that? Mm. Yeah, that is a little weird. Yeah. Well, wait, who's from Earth? Gordon. Scott. Well, okay. A lot of them are. A lot of them are from Earth. Like Orville and Kelly and Gordon are all from Earth, right? Doctor. And Doctor. I don't think she's there. And the scene. Jay Lee. Yes. I mean, but Albany is pretty famous. <laughs> it's the capital of New York. Yeah, it's the heart of the capital district, you know, right on the Hudson River. Good bus terminal there. You can get up to Troy pretty easily. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I think so. Those kind of things stand, stand the test of time. She puts on this yankees cap and everybody says she looks just like a human except for her ears which is funny to me because it's like that's just her character design is like a human plus weird ears <laughs> so she always looks like just like a human except for her ears so the yankees so, cap was maybe uh, like not the best disguise like a floppy brimmed cap uh, yeah. you know a bucket hat a maybe <laughs> yeah wait bucket but hat. they're not disguising her so no they're, it's just weird because she's like what? Haha, ha. do I look like a human? And everybody goes, yeah, you do, except for the ears. That sounds really nice. And that's one of the jokes? <laughs> um, I guess so. I don't know if it's supposed to be a joke. To me, it was funny because she always looks like a human except for her ears, and putting on the baseball cap didn't really change anything at all. Wait, was, was the baseball cap in the time capsule? Yeah. Yeah, it's in the time capsule. Wait, I thought they were taking it to the museum. No, they just open it up and start looking at it, and uh, I guess they're going to bring it to the museum, like but wearing I, the stuff. I immediately, I think it's like already open when the scene starts. The, muse- and just the museum's calling it. them, and they're like, hold on, you'll get your stuff. We're just having a little fun first. 
They get like a mummy and they're putting all the jewelry on and putting the mummy's toilet paper around their hands and stuff. That uh, we all remember the 2015 mummy that haunted uh, Albany. <laughs> yeah. Wait, are they? Is it from <laughs> Albany or they're going to Albany? It's from Saratoga Springs. Is that a place? Oh yeah, totally center of Albany. Well, it's from Sarat- Saratoga Springs, which is apparently near Albany. Yeah, big, that's big dog from. racing track up there. It's not super cool. <laughs> okay, that doesn't really play into this episode. Just I think it does. Maybe this is a little a little spoiler. Okay. <laughs> oh, it is smart that the time capsule is from 2015, though, because if it was from present day, if it was from now, like it would not make sense for there not to be like DVDs of the Orville. Um, I know they're going to do <laughs> yeah yeah uh, it's Orville true. comic books and stuff mm-hmm. in the future. So if it was from next year, that would definitely be in there. Because it just would not be culturally relevant without Orville stuff in it. So, uh, yeah, four years in the past is good. Okay, so they're all uh, pulling out the stuff, and then they're just, like, making fun of normal stuff, uh, especially cigarettes and a cell phone. These are the two big ones, okay? Does Tala say anything about the cigarettes? No. Bordis, Bordis smells it and goes, hmm, that's interesting. Hmm. Okay. So then it's the next scene, and John Lamar is trying to like bring the cell phone back to life, uh, and it's a kind of a funny scene because Jay Lee has to say a bunch of science words, and he looks like he's concentrating really hard just to get them all out. And then once he does that, it works, and then he says "boom," and he looks really happy that he just gets to say "boom" again. <laughs> I love his booms. And oh, he doesn't say "boom, yeah. bitch," though. No, he doesn't say boom, bitch. He said, boom, there it is, which is kind of funny because it's like, womp, th- womp, there it is. Wait, what's <laughs> It's womp. Womp. I think it's fomp. <laughs> I think it's boom. Boom, there it is. Oh, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. It's slammed. It, did it. <laughs> anyway, so now it gets to the real plot of the episode, which is. They look at the cell phone and they play a little video from the owner whose name is Laura and that's that's Leighton Meester. Ooh, okay. who's that? Explain to our listeners and me. <laughs> <laughs> She's from Gossip Girl and she looks a lot like Minka Kelly and then she and Minka Kelly were in some movie where one of them takes over the other one's life and it was freaking people out because they do look a lot alike already. She's in this show... With Taryn Killam now. I think that's if I'm thinking of the right person. Really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what she's doing now. Um, Amanda watches it sometimes. What's Single the show? Parents? Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, it's, it's not currently bad. on my Google screen right here. <laughs> Wait, what's it called? Single Parents. Single Parents. All right. Okay. Oh, yeah. Brad Garrett's in it. Is that right? All right, yeah, I'll watch it, sure. Yeah, I mean, don't, because it's going to take time away from watching the Orville. Mm. Yeah, but it's got this Orville connection now. Oh, oh, it's going to be great. So we can I, do an episode of so that instead <laughs> of the Orville. <laughs> uh, so plays this little video of her, and she's just like, hey, guys, what's up? She says, uh, I'm really sorry I don't get to hang with you guys, which is weird to me. <laughs> like, why... Why is she? Why is her big concern like these people four hundred years? She doesn't get to like just hang out with them. FOMO. <laughs> mm, true. Yeah. Very twenty fifteen. She should have froze herself. 
right? She's uh, totally she yeah. where, she... where this is going, isn't it? Well, just listen. <laughs> is there? My question is: When I saw, okay, my, the first thought I had is: Is there time travel in this episode? Do you want me to answer that question? Okay, no, not yet. Okay. <laughs> All right, so they got the phone open, then they bring it back to the guy who's supposed to bring it to the museum or whatever. And then Gordon Malloy says, you know, they're looking through the phone and Gordon Malloy goes, looks like they weren't so different from us, which is also really funny to me because the reason that they're not very different from the people on the Orville is because people who wrote the Orville didn't change anything about humans (laughs) or society. They just made it. 2015 but in space Mm -hmm. they still make the same i feel like that's the reason the same references well they're like wow they love things around the time of 2015 just like us (laughs) these people also watch seinfeld (laughs) dude you know what's crazy is there are like fewer fewer contemporary references in this episode than in like any other episode (laughs) funny yeah uh, it is it is weird that they were surprised that the people back then were just like them, seeing as they are so obsessed with uh, current day pop culture. It's good to know that yeah. like the Yankees are, I guess, are gone now. I'm hoping the Yankees in the mm-hmm. in the Orville oh, are the done. Baseball team, yes, I think so because they seem surprised by it. They seem like they didn't really know what cool. it was. Cool, cool, cool. But maybe just maybe just baseball caps are gone. Ooh. Maybe the Yankees are still around, but they don't have hats. Anymore. Yeah, they play <laughs> uh, um, indoors. I guess I don't know. Or they invented a new thing to take the place of hats. So then we go to the subplot of this episode, which is Bordis and Clip Clop. Okay. Oh boy, another one of these. Yeah, I uh, hate to spoil this for you, but there's gonna be some fighting Ugh, going no. on. Oh. Mocklins are always dramatic. <laughs> it's just like who they are. Um, so Boris and Clip Clop smell the cigarette, and then Clip Clop eats it, and then they're like, "No, that's not what you're supposed to do with it." So they just generate two more, and smoke them, and they're like, "Oh, this is great." And then they generate 500 more. And they get 500 cigarettes. Oh. Okay. Gosh. And then, and then they and start then that fighting. Scene is done. Does that make them fight? Oh, no. no. Not yet. Hmm. Is their kid start smoking? No, their kid isn't in this episode at all. Oh. He's probably in therapy That's just or the something. end of the scene. That's all that happens. Well, he's mentioned. He's mentioned. We we can talk about him later. We can't smoke around. Should we say her when we talk about the kid? Sorry. Should we say her? Should we like respect the gender identity? Like, what should we? Well, I think I'm going to leave that up to the Mocklins, or leave it up to the child. I guess. I I think. Yeah. They would probably look at themselves as a boy, seeing as what their parents did to them while they were an infant. But I don't know. I don't know. All right, I'll keep saying he. Um, it's not going to be very relevant in this episode. <laughs> okay, so what is Gordon? What do you think Gordon does with this cell phone that he just has for some reason now? I think he's going to fall in love with the girl in the video. Uh, okay, yes, but <laughs> what is he like? How? What is he? Where does he go from Dick there? Pick. What does he do? Yeah, I think he's going to be taking <laughs> selfies and he's going to be looking at the old pictures and he's going to be like. Okay, wait, it's her phone. So if he takes a dick pic on it, it's not going to like reach her. 
he's just gonna have a is dick is this pic. the time traveling the travel time traveling dick pic oh it's like that movie where they write letters to each other through the mailbox yes yeah it's a total okay. lake house um it's kind of a lake house what he actually does is he takes a cell phone and he goes to the simulator and goes, I want you to simulate this person's life based on this cell phone, and I'm just going to join in that life in 2015. Oh, God. Oh, oh, what a fucking perv. <laughs> this is a yeah. major invasion of privacy. I think if this person knew this was happening, they would be like, I'm not putting my cell phone in this fucking thing. Yeah. It. Well, I don't regardless, know. I don't know. it is just pathetic. I mean, it's. Yeah. It's not yeah. not a a good well, a look, cool thing for the cool character Gordon Malloy to be doing. This is a this is going to be a major reoccurring theme within this episode. That he's actually like a a loveless loser. <laughs> yes. Yes. I think that's the point of the episode. Oh, yeah, it's not I, that believable. I though. guess he is always asking the ladies man John Lamar for advice. Yes. That also happened in this episode. Oh, <laughs> cool. Yeah. What should I do I mean, to this to... digitally created woman? Does he have trouble like picking her up? <laughs> um, sometimes. I mean, look, do, look. Just do you want to hear what happens? Sorry, Co. <laughs> okay, so so he goes to this t- simulation of 2015, and there's a party at Leighton Meester's house, and they're all listening to Megan Trainer like that's a normal thing for adults to <laughs> mm-hmm, do. Mm-hmm. That's party music. Um, and he sees her and you can just tell he's in love with her. Uh, and she goes, who are you? Are you Lorenzo's friend? And he's like, yeah. And she's like, what are you wearing? Pajamas? And that's weird to me because I don't think that the Orville uniforms look like pajamas. Do you? Yeah. <clears throat> no, they're definitely not pajamas. Uh they look like sailor. Yeah, they look like bad, like weird sailor outfits. They look like fu- they look like future sailors. I mean, they look like Star Trek outfits, <laughs> pretty much, right? Yeah, it, it would have like- made more sense if she was like, "Are you wearing like weirdly generic Star Trek uniforms?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, like it has this stuff on the shoulders that doesn't look comfortable. Like you wouldn't want to sleep mm-hmm. in it. It's weird. Unless, like in the future, they've discovered some sort of shoulder. You know, if your shoulders are, you know, like villainously high and wide, um, that's good. But I, I don't know. But then that doesn't make sense for why the 2015 person would think those are pajamas. So never mind. How strong do you think <laughs> Seth is? Uh, stronger than a bulls. Like really stronger strong. than the bulls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stronger than the bulls. I would say current roster, I mean, not the '96 bulls. You're talking like um, Zach Levine. What's it called? The contest where you pull a rope. Tug of war. The, oh, the rope pulling contest. That he could he could beat them in a rope pulling contest. Yeah, he could pull a rope harder. Yeah. I guess I'm just thinking if he's strong enough, you know, that it's probably like more satisfying for him to wear really stiff clothes. So at least they provide some resistance to his movement, you know, because he normally feels no resistance because of his strength. Yeah, which is probably really upsetting because he Mm -hmm. probably thinks he's naked all the time. (laughs) Okay. 
I you think he can't see the clothes? I mean, he's look. I think he's that confident. Like when you're that confident, you're not even looking at yourself really or like you can't even see yourself cuz you to yourself you're just like this ball of I, light. I, but if you thought, "Oh, I'm not wearing clothes," wouldn't you check? Or do you think he just like he's so confident in the fact that he's not wearing clothes that he just like turns around and and goes back and puts on more clothes over the clothes he's already wearing? Yeah, I think that's probably fairly common for his morning routine. Okay. Like brings- have you seen have you seen him wearing multiple layers of clothing? I mean, based on how it looks on his body, I think he's doing that all the time. Okay. <laughs> I guess my point being, I, I you know, you you totally could um if you're strong enough, you can wear anything as pajamas. Oh, true, true, true. Yes, wise. That's that's very wise. It's a smart show, so that's just uh, you know that's what I'm getting to. Yes, go on. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> this woman, Laura, she just broke up with her boyfriend of nine years, Greg, uh, and he, she, or she. <laughs> She says what her job is. She's a sales manager at Macy's. And she said that, and I wrote down, is this Spawn? Like, did Macy's pay them to do this? And then the next line that she said was, SpawnCon. Again, you got me again. Sponsored content. I know, I I keep thinking the the guy, the dead guy, Spawn, who's the comic book guy. I keep... No. (laughs) I was wondering, I was wondering, did Macy's pay to put this in the episode? Or is... Laura Spawn. <laughs> no. I thought, did Macy's pay for this? There's a second part to this. Let me did get to the Macy's second part. Did Macy's pay for this or did Spawn pay for this? Uh, <laughs> Kevin, I can guarantee Miranda's never going to like uh, tell us about a comic book thing. <laughs> yeah. Unless, but she brings up Come Spawn on. a lot. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, she liked the movie. She really liked John Leguizamo's character. Yeah. Are you done? Sure. Okay, so I was wondering to myself, is this sponsored content for Macy's? And then the next line about her job at Macy's was, it makes me want to slip my wrists. <laughs> so ah, so definitely it was Spawn. Instead of something Spawn yeah. sounds like he does. <laughs> He slits other people's wrists. No, he's like Matt. He's like he went to hell. He's dead. So, but he died in a fire. I don't <laughs> care. I don't care. <laughs> well, it's kind of rude. Anyway, she wants to be a singer, and then she asked him what. She asked him, Gordon, not Spawn what he gordon does and he says he's a pilot he flies planes he specifies that he flies commercial jets uh, that sounds like spawn sponsored okay. content okay well that, no that sounds like sponsored content okay. for who commercial for, jets. For, for just jets no i mean boeing in the place they're at right now <laughs> they could use some good press well then they don't you think they would have said boeing well, no. I mean, have you heard about Boeing? They wouldn't want their name out there right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, she wants to be a singer. 
Is there a mm-hmm. Leighton Meester Scott Grimes duet in this episode? I have vowed not to spoil. Oh, these oh things my God. Man. We no. need to stop this episode and go watch it. <laughs> we have to clip that. That needs to, I need to hear this. Oh, yes. Man. Uh, oh my God. Okay. So once Miranda tells us about that part that we don't know if it happens or not yet, um, then we'll put in the clip. That seems fair. Okay, but first, we just have the little hint that she wants to be a singer. And then, I don't know, party party's over. Oh, she invites him to a to a, a, a show that she's playing, a gig that she has a couple nights later. Ah, okay? So that's that singer thing coming back up again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ah, I like how they did that. That's good. Okay, and then he's back, and he's talking to John Lamar, and John Lamar goes... Hey man, you didn't like do drugs in there, right? And that's how he says it. And square. Great line reading. And then he basically says, uh, this woman is dead. You're <laughs> hanging out with a simulation of her. <laughs> like it's weird. Uh please calm down about it. And then Scott Grimes is like, Yeah, no big deal. Whatever, I'm fine. I'm not being weird about it. Then the next scene is Orville and Kelly. Ugh. I know. Too much Kelly in this episode, honestly. I didn't even watch the episode, and I'm hard agree. It's too much Kelly in my bowl of Cheerios this morning. I wish Spawn would show up and shoot Kelly. Sorry, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so they're reading a newspaper, and they're they're just like, oh, it was 2015, and there was climate change. (laughs) And good thing we figured that out. Time out. Okay. Is it about Spawn? No. <laughs> oh, okay. Leighton, uh, I've been, I've had Leighton Meester's, uh, like, Google, like, results up for a second, and mm-hmm. her, her, she's married to Adam Brody, and her, she has one child, and her child's name is Arlo Day. Arlo Day? Yeah. It's one word? No, it's Arlo Day, like Arbor Day. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that's an Orville I reference? I think it is. She's dedicated, man. <laughs> How old is her son? Uh, well, I don't. I'm not. I don't know if Arlo is a boy or a girl. Uh, well, Arlo Guthrie, you know. Yeah, it's typically a boy's name. Leighton Meester shared a rare update on her two-year-old daughter. Hmm. Don't you guys uh, feel kind of stupid? No, I think she's, she's stupid three years old. naming her daughter a boy name. She's three years old, and she's a girl. Well, clearly Leighton's plan, Leighton, is it Leighton or Leighton? Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, Kevin, clearly, you're the expert. Her plan was to have a son after the Orville debuted mm-hmm. and name it Arlo Day. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great name. And, th- you know, I'm maybe she wasn't using sufficient protection or whatever, and she ended up having a daughter before the Orville premiered, but still wanted to name it an Orville reference. That makes, makes sense. sense. Yep. Yes. Checks out. Sounds right. Yep. That's real. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. go ahead and continue. Okay. Oh, okay. They're talking about climate change. And then Tala goes, oh, Kelly, you got to come to the bridge. And I don't know why she asked Kelly to come to the bridge. Seems like it should be Captain Orville, but there's just like a lot of Kelly in this episode. Uh, so Kelly goes over there and Bordas is, what do you think he's doing? Snacking. 
No. Smoking. Smoking a cigarette. Oh. And uh, they don't really say anything about it. And that's kind of it. And I wrote down, I guess this is more of a general Orville question, but if they've solved so many problems in the future, then why do people still have jobs? <laughs> yeah. I guess somebody has to drive the ship. Well, who's, what job, what do you mean? What, who's, jo- who's doing a job? Well, Bordis, because Kelly, Kelly goes, Bordis, your shift is almost over. Why don't you just leave a couple minutes early? Why don't you just knock off early? Mm. And it's like, why are there still bosses? And why do people still have like times that they have to be at work? Fucking right. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. When are they going to end that shit? I think if you're, if you're going to have a spaceship, like you, you have to have people driving it. Like mm-hmm. there have to be people on shift really to be able to make sure you don't like all die inside the spaceship. So I guess if you want to live on a spaceship, then the, the price you pay is you have to do a job. I just realized that that's okay. That that's what like all the Marvel movies or like so many movies when they have a computer, when they're just like computer, that just like takes the, over the whole need for anybody on the ship is just to have computer do it. They're like computer reroute this or computer do this and the computer does it all. So yeah. they should probably invent a computer. And actually, mm. looking at IMDb, I did see another uh, guest star in this episode. Um, the voice of the computer is uh, Rachel McFarlane's uh, sister. Oh. Uh, so if the if the computer can talk, then it seems like the computer could just drive the ship, probably. Probably, yeah. I don't get. I don't get it. So yeah, now but... I agree with you. They don't need jobs. Okay. It's like they're stuck okay. in these like old ways, and they're like just ants just doing their job you know it's just such an american <laughs> way you know like they should be a little more european yeah Sunday's what they off. could do is they could install like a like a pain chip or something inside isaac mm. and just make him drive the ship all the time and if he didn't then he would feel severe pain and uh that would be a, a good idea yeah, but also he do- he doesn't have feelings, so he's not going to get like bored of it. He's just going to be like my job is to drive the ship. Mm-hmm. So I drive the ship. Like, yeah, just have him do it. And he owes he owes them big time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He can't say he can't say no when they ask him to do that. <laughs> he's like, "I don't I well I have it." And they're like, "Oh, what was that thing that happened with the it was you, and you built, blew up that ship, and you fucking, you know. And he's like, I'm just, "I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it." But he's, but he's a uh, British. Well, the problem is just that he feels no remorse for that at all. Yeah, yeah. So none of that would have happened. He also <laughs> saved. He also saved them all, right? Like, yeah, kind of. Uh, yeah, they okay. should give him a little credit for that. He should get a pro- promotion. <laughs> Promotion to driving the ship all the time. <laughs> it also seemed like Bordis wasn't doing anything. And it she was like, okay, you can leave early. And I was like, what's his job? Is somebody going to come cover for him? Or does it just not matter if nobody's doing his job? You know, I think they're just leaving a space for Orville Knights. Mm. Okay. That's a good point. Or they could be like, you can go ahead and knock off a couple minutes early. And then in the background, it's just the four of us. You know, standing in the corner. 
Because we're not allowed to make eye contact with Orville Days. We're like painted. <laughs> Our bodies are painted like the same color as parts of the set. So we blend in perfectly. And then like we open our eyes and you can see just our eyeballs. Yeah, we're like the blue man group. <laughs> <laughs> we're standing against a, a blue <laughs> a blue wall. We're, we're just doing we're just like playing drums on the ship's controls. <laughs> we pour a bunch of paint all over the controls and just <laughs> marshmallows at each other <laughs> i don't know i don't know anything else about the food is, is that is that a thing they do they shoot marshmallows i have a memory of that so <laughs> did you did you see blue band group uh maybe or i just saw it on tv or something or you're having like a sleepover memory or something <laughs> or a camping <laughs> flashback they're just making s'mores telling stories playing drums <laughs> was that blue man group camp okay so why do they have jobs we don't know okay <laughs> moving on so gordon goes back to the simulator and then he goes to see leighton meester her gig and she's playing guitar and singing in a bar and there aren't very many people there but she does have a cellist and she does have an acoustic bassist I just love, and this is the musician in me, that line you said earlier. I just, I'm hearing songs in my head now. Of, <laughs> she's playing, or no, wait, I forgot it already. She's playing a guitar, sitting in a bar, you know, just like very Bob Dylan-like. Uh, Sure. Yeah, it's kind of like that. I don't know what rhymes with cellist, though. Cellist. Jealous? Jealousist? Jealous. Cellist. Me and the cellist. He's I and the cellist that's making me jealous. And in yeah. walks the cellist with a Is that Jerry Seinfeld? <laughs> and she says, smell but, this. And I say, hell no. She's trying to make me smell her feet. Play in the bass acoustic while I'm watching the TV show The Tick. Oh, that's the right. Oh, man, that was a good <laughs> one. <laughs> Thanks for doing that after mine. And just kind of like <laughs> covering up the stink. Of <laughs> okay, but guys, the most important thing about this scene is that the acoustic bassist has hair kind of like Alex Arbor. And Ooh. if that's not fucking proof that we're the official The Orville podcast, <laughs> I don't know what is. Like, that's a direct reference to our show and The Orville. Thanks, Seth, for finally coming out and speaking in favor of us. Yeah. Somebody could just, like, uh, screenshot that, send it to us so we can put it on our Twitter and just, like, maybe at Planetary Union. If all of our followers could <laughs> at Planetary Union with this picture, that'd be really helpful to us. Was there any, like, women in the audience that were looking at the bassist, like, <laughs> they were, they wanted a piece of this guy, like, you know, in a, in a sexual way, but they also were, like, probably tr nothing but trouble and gonna <laughs> hurt him in some way? There were no women in the audience, no. Uh -huh. Okay, well. I think 
probably Leighton Meester is jealous. Mm-hmm. Leighton Meester and the cellist are jealous wow. together. <laughs> uh, they don't want any other women there. Uh, anyway, she was singing a song, and I wrote, she sounds nice, but wow, what a tease to not have Scott join in, because he doesn't join oh. in. Oh. Sorry to say. Okay, we don't and have to watch after- this one after all. <laughs> Just wait. Oh. Oh, oh okay. my God. Well, okay, so it's after, and they're drinking a beer, and he's going like, oh, good job. Uh, I know that you're good because I'm also a singer, and just makes it all about him. Mm-hmm. And then she says, you're a really good listener, <laughs> which is... You're really good at sing- listening to songs. Well, you know, I, yeah, she's, with the, she's with the cellist and the bassist all day, and they're always just, like, slapping their instruments and playing strumming and whatever, and... While she's trying to talk to them, but they're just in their instruments. So now she's got this guy who his instrument is seems like it's his ears or his voice. I mean, he just told her she he was like, you're a really good singer, just like me. And then just turn it into being all about himself. And then she said, you're a really good listener. And to me, that just shows that that's what Seth MacFarlane thinks listening is. <laughs> it's just like. <laughs> saying something about yourself and why you're as good as or better than the person you're talking it's to. It's like this <laughs> semi relates to what you're saying, so that's technically means I was listening. It's the only way to prove that you actually heard what they said. Being a good listener is yeah. just actually physically hearing things. It's nothing to do with, <laughs> you know, like being an open ear for somebody and like letting them say things and yeah. Just the physical sonic vibrations. I think it's just like being near someone. Mm-hmm. That's listening. Yeah. Wow, that's powerful. It's a good song lyric. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, she asked him for his phone number, and he obviously he, they don't have phones, so he doesn't have a phone number. So he covers this by saying that he left his phone at home, so he can't give her his phone number. <laughs> huh. And I don't know if that's supposed to be a joke or not. <laughs> like he should have said like four. The, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's that would have been that would have been funnier. Or if he was just like uh, nine. Yeah, okay, that's one, better. One. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Yeah, just just a little punch up. Six one one. That's Seth's number. <laughs> that's Seth's number. Yeah. <laughs> That would have been good for the true fans. Yeah. <laughs> for us. My number is 611. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, I'm going to throw a little a one in there for the people with my phone number. We're really going to have to censor that out of the whole episode now. <laughs> and the jokes about the specific numbers, we're just going to have to take those out completely. Oh, sorry, Greggy. Uh-huh. I don't know. I don't know if I'll have time for that. Sorry, Scott. Or no, Seth. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Seth. Well, sorry, Scott, because... Sorry, Scott. Sorry for not giving your phone number out, Scott. Well, we, we don't have his phone, so we don't know. Can you, Kev, can you call Scott real quick? Uh, Yeah, hold on. He, I think he left his phone at home, though. I don't know if it'll work. We'll see. Well, we'll hear his home voicemail, at least. Welcome to Directory Assistance. <laughs> for English, please press 1 or stay on the line. Para Español, oprima el número 2. Uh, uh, I don't know. City and state, please. 
Albany, New York. <laughs> say the name of the business you want, or say residence. The Orville. <laughs> Sorry, what listing? Uh, Scott Grimes. Hello. For an operator. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Kevin, did you put the right number in? New York, last name of Grimes. What was the first name, please? Scott. <laughs> Thank you for Scott Grimes in Albany. I'm sorry, there is uh, no match to your request in our records. Um, he lied. Maybe Gordon Malloy? <laughs> M-A-L-L-O-Y. I do not have a Gordon in Albany, sir. I'm sorry. Hmm. He must be on the ship. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> That's just like uh, uh, that movie with Scott Grimes' wife listening in on his flirting. How is it like that? <laughs> <laughs> that we're at... We're Scott Grimes' wife. Kev is her oh, son. Oh, I wish. I'm Scott Grimes. <laughs> you know, only, and trust me, we'd be getting back together if I was Scott Grimes' estranged wife. And uh, that gentleman on the telephone was the hot girl at college. That must have been Scott's okay. assistant or something. I think. Did, did so. he not realize that, that it was? I think you he calling? has a tracker on Scott, and he's but he's very cagey <laughs> with everything. So he's like, "Yeah, uh, if you guess the correct city, I will give you it. But if you don't guess it, then sorry, I'm, I'm not going to give you any more information." And if any of you guys out there want to call Scott, just give him a call. The number is seven seven five two eight five six two two four. Yep. Leave him a message. Oh, is that flat job AI? That- Who knows what it what, what it might spell out if you put it in? <laughs> okay. All right. Anyway, back to the show. <laughs> so he gets her phone number and then he leaves and then he says, Simulator, I need a I need an old timey human phone. And then it gives him a rotary phone, which is a joke. Okay, that's Very really funny. Good. Mm-hmm. and then he gets a cell phone and then they start texting so i guess like the simulation is running all the time even when he's not in it because she's texting him from the simulation what but he's and just he's got- yeah he's just like and the simulation is like has a cell tower I, well i don't know how it works he, is he he's able to take the, the Orville. he's able to take the phone the simulation gave him out of the simulation Yes, he's already outside of it. And then he's like, okay, simulator, make me a phone. Oh. And then he's like, now connect it to Laura. Weird. It is really weird. So he's just like going through his day and like texting back and forth with with Laura. So if people go to that like holodeck, (laughs) is like that world going all the time so she can text him or? I guess so. Yeah. I Well, maybe I shouldn't give anything it's away like a bitcoin machine or something like that it's like a bitcoin <laughs> machine yeah <laughs> it's like when you put the like the two quarters and then a penny and then you crank the wheel <laughs> and it smashes you out of bitcoin 
with like a flamingo or a rhino on it. Yeah. Yeah, it's like that. That's a good deal because Bitcoins, those are worth like $10,000. <laughs> Well, it's just so hard to get to the machines because you have to, you know, go to uh, Disney World and buy the ticket. And, you know, it's, yeah. a, it's yeah. a hassle to get there. Uh, yeah. Trump's against them. Trump but doesn't he- believe in the Bitcoin. So I'm out. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Shark. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, oh, yeah. Oh, so she also invited him to game night at her house and said, bring your friends. So he goes and invites... Seth, Kelly, John, and Tala to Laura's party, and everybody is like, oh, that's weird. But then they all say, yeah, I'll go to this game night in a simulator. <laughs> it's like a dead woman who you tried to sleep yeah, with. Yeah, with your fake girlfriend that's like the computer. Yeah. It's a simulation. Can't he just be like, simulator, make her want me? <laughs> I Yeah, or simulator, make me some, make me some friends. Right, exactly. Do you the, can just simulate just, friends. Just rewrite the board a simulator to have like a hundred of her. <laughs> the funniest thing about the simulator is that like if 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 Gordon invited me, like I would sh- kill Laura like in front of him. <laughs> and there's not, I would, there'll be no repercussions. Like I'd be like, you could just make her again tomorrow. Like she'll be back tomorrow, you know. <laughs> Or maybe, I don't know, maybe he goes to her funeral and then moves on, one or the other. Maybe that's yeah. what he's working up towards. He's trying to get close to her, and then he's going to, like, silence the lambs kill her at the end. I hope I hope. Well, so. no spoilers. <laughs> no, no spoilers. Okay, okay. So then we go back to our subplot, and um, Bordis and Clive are smoking, and Kelly, Kelly brings Orville to see Bordis and Clive smoking. And then Captain Orville is like, you got to go see Dr. Claire. Oh, did you guys know that Dr. Claire is in the Larry Sanders show? We started watching it and Dr. Claire's in it. Hmm. Wow. I did not know that. She's young because it's from like 25 years ago. I feel like I still don't know it. (laughs) And I yelled and I we saw her and I yelled, she's from the Orville. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, Dr. Claire says that you guys, you Mocklins are addicted to cigarettes and we have to cure you. But it's not really cure it's not really clear why they have to be cured. Like cancer is cured. Yeah. So what are the downsides to smoking cigarettes? Like it's free, it doesn't cost money, there are no health risks. But they're like I'm going to I have to make an injection to cure you. I have to formulate an injection to cure you. And your son has to stay with my kids tonight because he can't be around you because you smoke. Yeah. It doesn't really make sense, no, because <laughs> I guess it was, it's just that it, it makes a lot more work for her. Like, she doesn't want to have to deal with uh, treating them for, uh, you know, the smoker's lung and all that. Uh, so she just says, oh, we have to uh, cure you now mm-hmm. before any of that starts. I guess and so. Brought- and it, okay. it, if you don't smoke, it is kind of annoying to hang around with people that smoke, so. Yeah. But everybody could just start smoking. <laughs> yeah, and everyone would be so cool. She probably doesn't want to keep having to watch their son uh, <laughs> over and over. Because, I mean, like, I don't know if any of your guys' parents smoked cigarettes, but, uh, you know, it would probably get, it would get to, like, seven or eight, and then, like, my mom and dad would look at each other. They'd kind of, like, get, like, a twinkle in their eyes, and they're like, hey, why don't you go over to your friend's house for the night? We're going to smoke a couple cigarettes. 
So I think, uh, you know, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. So then they all go to game night at uh, Leighton Meester's house and they're all wearing 2015 disguises. Oh. And they're playing Pictionary. What are the disguises? And Scott Grimes. Uh, Tala has like a hipster costume. <laughs> Nice. Do they just all wear the same costumes as when they went to the Reddit planet? <laughs> no, it's a little bit different, oh, okay. actually. She has a different kind of hat. She has like more of a beanie and not a not a bucket hat for her ears. Uh. So they go there and they're playing Pictionary and Scott Grimes is drawing and he does a bad drawing and this guy keeps yelling, Serial Man, which actually was kind of funny because he just keeps going, Serial Man! Serial <laughs> Man! Serial Man! And it went on for a long time. <laughs> Um, and it turned out it was supposed to be Julius Caesar, and everybody was like, how is that Julius Caesar? And then there's some jokes in there. And then John Lamar goes, what time is it? And Seth goes, it's got to be like 2,300 hours. And then one of Leighton Meester's friends goes, ooh, military time. Is that a hipster thing? And then Captain Orville like squints at her and goes, no, Trisha, it's not. And it was actually really funny. And it made me laugh out loud. It was the funniest thing I've ever seen Seth MacFarlane do. He, like His line delivery was really good. Uh, I need you guys to watch this episode because it was actually funny. It was played. It was supposed to be funny? Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. It was supposed okay. to be funny. And it was funny. Oh. Yeah. Man. Sounds uh, funny. And well, well. It was. Just trust me. I just me. wanted to say... I I feel like that that was pretty crazy. Like you mentioned, Caesar, cereal, and something else. Like mm-hmm. all a bunch of things that we were talking about earlier. And I feel like this is almost like a time capsule of oh, us. Oh, we were. The Caesar thing wasn't on the recording. Oh, that was before. We well, were recording. for the listeners out there, we were. So just a little note to our fans that we say a lot of funny stuff that you don't get to hear. <laughs> we talk about Caesar. <laughs> yeah we do that during uh the official the orville podcast nights mm. oh yeah <laughs> starring our fans <laughs> when is there gonna be a podcast about our podcast Jeez, it is infuriating isn't it <laughs> yes i need something to listen to you know yeah yeah do one episode. You don't have to do a whole sh- podcast. <laughs> yeah, but that is how we started, so be careful. <laughs> okay, so everybody from the Orville leaves except for Gordon, and then he and Leighton Meester are drinking wine. She's like, I'm scared of flying, and then he tells her it's like jello, and then she's like, okay, now I'm not scared of flying anymore. Oh, okay. Oh, and then I, then I wrote, this must be a mistake, because then I wrote... Uh, Man, this is literally the best episode of the Orville, and I still fucking hate it. <laughs> so, it's just another funny joke. <laughs> yeah, just a joke uh, about. That's good. Yeah. Okay, and then she kisses him. Hey, finally. Nice. Yeah, finally. And it seems like extra fake, even for a TV <laughs> kiss. Like she's she's kissing like the space between his mouth and his nose because. She can't kiss his mouth or something. It's really weird. It's really fake. And I wonder if Adrian Palicki made them do that. If Kelly made them oh, do that. Oh, wow. Yeah. How is that less She's sexual? Like, 
Uh, you would have to see it. When you watch this episode, you will see. For me, that's my spot. Okay. Yeah. When well, I do, when I look at Gordon, I do. I want to get my mouth all over that mustache. Um, I'm looking. So that would be where he I does, would go. He for does it. not have a mustache. He does <laughs> not have a mustache. No. Okay. He doesn't IMDb. <laughs> he kind of does. Um, he's got I a just want to say, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, I want to say that when when Kevin said that that's his spot, what I was going to say and I didn't get to, and I think it's going to be totally worth it, was different kisses for different misses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Thank you. Uh, Where's your spot, okay. folks? Hashtag different kisses for different misses. Okay, so then it's a commercial break, and apparently during the commercial break they have sex because it comes back, and they're just like lying in bed. Dang, must have been a long commercial break. <laughs> it, well, yeah. By the time they come back, it's the it's the morning, and Kelly, who's a bitch, kind of like yells at Gordon and goes, "Gordon Malloy, you're late for your shift." Which brings me back to my point of there shouldn't be shifts, mm-hmm. and Kelly shouldn't get to be anybody's boss. Yeah. Um, but then he comes back and he's uh, I was fucking working. come on yeah, he's like sorry sorry never happened again I promise I was in the, and Borders- I was in the holodeck jacking off <laughs> yeah, yeah what happens like <laughs> to the semen yep I knew that <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah once the once the computer turns I mean, off what like happens? it's just a puddle of semen. Like the whole the floor <laughs> yeah. is just covered. <laughs> I don't understand what this is. That's just that's normal for. <laughs> I don't know where the that's where it, where that's where it goes. The on floor? the floor, yeah. Maybe it's like an extra absorbent floor that's like made for this purpose. Maybe the holodeck is powered by semen. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be a perfect system yeah like the sperms the, Smart. the sperms they give them little I don't know backpacks or something I don't know that <laughs> something that would charge charge like a battery each sperm gets a little battery <laughs> they can swim around charging it <laughs> I don't know Tim, you're the technology officer. Does that sound right to you? Yeah. I mean, it's revolutionary, <laughs> but it's feasible. <laughs> and then, like, I imagine that this getting, like, this technology, like, well, you know, it can be, like, incentive-based, you know, so the sperms will work harder. And... <laughs> Eventually, this will probably gain some sort of audience, like a, via Twitch or whatever, and then we'll have our favorite. Mm-hmm. Everybody will have their favorite sperms that they root for, and <laughs> I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe not. I don't know. Well, I just, I just Orville Knights. Orville Knights. <laughs> Throw it, it in the Orville Knights. <laughs> why do Why do all the sperms have to have a job? You know, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> but they're going there anyway, though. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like hitchhiking. <laughs> so does or does uh gordon get fired for being late to work uh no everybody's just kind of rolling their eyes at him and uh 
Then he gets a call from Laura while he's piloting the ship. She calls him on his cell phone. Mm-hmm. This is mm-hmm. so stupid. And he answers it and talks to her. um and then everybody except for him like captain orville and kelly and john lamar and tala they all get together and they're all like what the fuck like what's going on how do we stop this and john lamar goes we should just block him from using the program because we should say it's like affecting his job which seems like it makes sense to me and then captain orville goes no that won't work and doesn't explain why at all like he doesn't give any reason why that wouldn't work well gordon is so smart like if they try to block him from using the computer he'll just hack around them so ah true true (coughs) so it makes sense to me uh yeah Gordon's yeah, I like thought an undercover hacker. He's never does it anything in the show, but you just know that he's kind of like a hacker. Yeah, oh, he totally. gives you vibes. Yeah. Hacker vibes. Sorry, you were going to say something though, Gargi? Uh, well, I was thinking it seems like the joke would be that his computer girlfriend gets too clingy or something and she's always calling him and stuff, but I that's probably not what's going on. I mean, no spoilers. Okay. Uh, what happens? Oh, yeah. So everybody's like, yeah, Captain Marvel goes, no, that won't work. And then Gordon Malloy rolls up and he goes, look, Laura texted me this and it's a picture of a dog wearing a hat. And it says, look at this picture I found of you. Which is, I don't know. Um, <laughs> 2015 memes were. Yeah, true. They were just getting started. So. Mm. Well, Gordon thinks it's hilarious. And then everybody goes, Gordon, she's not real. Your girlfriend <laughs> is not real. Like, stop it. This is weird. And then she, he says she was real. And nobody says she's dead, which is what they maybe should say. But yeah, he says, he says, like, look, she's as real as Isaac is real. And Dr. Claire is dating him, Ooh, which d- does Wait, are they seem still dating? fair. Uh, maybe not. Or maybe he's like, and Dr. Claire dated him. No, I, I mean, there was like, I'm pretty sure at the end of that episode, Dr. Claire was like, I forgive you for trying to kill us all. Yeah. Yeah. And They're on yeah. again, off again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, just a point of order, they also only have sex in the holodeck so yeah i it does seem pretty equivalent yep. actually <laughs> like, does he have sperm i don't he can't right <laughs> i don't think he does unless he has a uh like a simulator in his body that mm-hmm. they can like just make different liquids and stuff yeah. he, he might be able to make sperm but yeah he saved a little bit of um, Yafit. <laughs> uh, no. No. I guess it depends on how good is the simulation. Like, is it... Like, every time they, they do a simulation and they turn it off, are they, like, killing actual thinking beings uh, inside of this thing? Or yeah. is it more limited? I mean, based on what captain orville saying in this conversation it does seem more limited okay i mean isn't this this woman just like okay like just based off her phone data yes this is entirely based on her phone so that's kind of 
weird. I mean, yeah, it's based on like nothing. Yeah, so yeah, she's some definitely... some things about this episode are a little <laughs> weird. Yeah. yeah, well, like I mean, if you made like if you made a version of me off my phone data, it would be like fifty times weirder than I am <laughs> like off my phone. I feel like so. Mine would be just like I don't just really different. Some parts would be way weirder, and some parts would be like not weird enough. I think. Yeah. Yeah, but either way, like, I was also thinking about like, tapestry. like I'm sorry, he has sex with her. So imagine somebody predicting like how you would fuck based on the contents <laughs> yeah. of your phone. That's... I mean, for me, it would be pretty easy. <laughs> <laughs> I journal a lot. Yeah, and it's kind of like you know, if it does like motion tracking, it can you know from the, your videos. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> anyway. Everybody's yelling at Gordon, and he, oh yeah, he says, like, he, she's as real as Isaac, and then he gives a big speech about how, like, if it feels real to him, that it's real, and what matters is, like, he really cares about her, and his emotions are real, and then <laughs> Captain Orville is going, like, no, it doesn't just matter if it feels real, like, what's actually true matters. It matters whether or not things are true. So, I guess this episode is actually about, like, fake news. Ah... Hmm. I feel like <clears throat> Gordon's because remember when they were reading the newspaper? Do I remember? Oh yeah, yeah. When I remember when I told yeah, you that I they were reading a newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like Gordon's doing that. The he's basically like, you don't understand. When I'm in game, I could be anything <laughs> I want to be. I could be a thief scourging medieval times, or I could be. A king ruler of a faraway mystical land. You don't get it, Mom. When I'm in game, it's real. <laughs> yeah, it is like that. Gordon Malloy's like, when I'm in, when I'm in game, when I'm in game, I could be a guy who women want to have sex with. <laughs> yeah. So basically, it's about like gaming too hard. I think. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I guess, but also about fake also news. Also about fake news. Yeah, sorry about it. Yeah, it is definitely about fake news because he's like, that's fake news. This is, oh, and um, you said something earlier. I forget, but I it sounded like deep fake. Um, okay. Uh, I don't think I said that, but sure sweepstakes no i don't know (laughs) dog wearing a hat was that Mm. listener re-listen to the episode tell me if anything sounded like deep fake (laughs) (laughs) we have a lot of requests for our listeners today we're very needy this week i mean usually we don't ask for anything Mm -hmm. so kind of been storing it up Anyway, so, yeah, so Captain Orville's like, no, your girlfriend's not real. And then Gordon Malloy gets really mad and goes to Captain Orville. He goes, oh, like your krill girlfriend was real? You can bang a krill, but I can't date a sales rep at Macy's? And that was a direct quote, the second part of that. You can bang a krill, but I can't date a sales rep at Macy's. So they had sex then, huh? Yeah. Captain Orville and the Krill, yes, that's been confirmed. I, Canonical. Did, did they? Because I remember a lot nice. of it being like you guys didn't have sex in that episode. Yeah, it seemed as though they were like trying to make their way toward like Seth wanted to have sex and and they never quite got there. But 
if he didn't like argue with Scott about it, like that that he didn't have sex with the the krill, then I think it it proves they did off well, screen. Just the show has no like shame or there, there's no qualms with showing people like just after sex, which they've showed earlier in this episode, or you know, like countless times, just, or like getting into bed, like you know, on top of each other, getting ready to penetrate stuff like that. Um, there's a lot of postcoital in like you know imagery and stuff like that. So if it happened, I, I don't know why they didn't want to just show me it. I mean, I think they just confirmed it right now. Like Gordon Malloy is Captain Orville's best friend. He would know whether or not okay. Captain Orville had sex with <clears throat> Krill. It seems like something maybe Orville would tell tell him because you know after all that oh. he you know. <laughs> Sorry, this is like so you think, this is guy talk here. So you well, think Captain Orville's a liar? Well, I just <laughs> think that it sometimes saying. is guy talk. Like you know, they could be like, "Wow, she like you almost got us all killed," uh, and you know, she betrayed you and you made you look like a total fool or whatever. And then he's like, hey, "At least I got to have sex, huh?" And then everyone's like, "Okay," <laughs> but well, maybe- languages ever evolving and changing maybe 400 years from mm-hmm. now banging means something else yeah but i think i think i i side with miranda on this one i think the show is implying that captain thank orville you. had sex with the alien lady okay thank you whatever and she was so perfectly transformed uh he didn't notice uh, or maybe he was a virgin before that no because he did have sex with priya <laughs> i mean we don't have any proof that he ever had sex with kelly but he did have sex with Priya, so yeah. That would, in all honesty, look. I don't like Kelly. What? I I hate I hate Kelly. But if uh-huh, where's this going? If <laughs> Captain Orville was a virgin and they never had sex, it it ten percent excuses her affair with Julio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then you know maybe the other like ninety percent would be the whole drugging thing the whole <laughs> the whole kind of date no, rape thing no excuse no excuse yeah, you're right i guess i forgot about that <laughs> wow this show yeah okay so what happens next they can't stay mad at each other forever well they're mad at each other for now uh and are we like 15 well, uh, minutes look, remind, into me the to episode? Come, remind me to come back to this at the end <laughs> We're about two thirds. Okay. Two thirds okay. done. Okay, so Clivus and Bordis are mad at each other because they've been hiding smoking from each other, and it's really boring. And Bordis has a pillowcase filled with cigarettes. <laughs> um, back to the other thing. Um, There's so many plots involving Bordis and Clyborg, <laughs> and it's yeah. Yeah. never good. Yeah, it's really no. weird. It's like well, every episode, at least the B plot is about them. The weirdest thing is that fighting. Yeah, it's just them they're fighting. Like, they're like the two best actors, I think, which is like the crazy part. <laughs> and, that, and they give them yeah, these. Yeah, they are both like really respected actors. Yeah, right? both of them are like good, like you know, theater theater. They're like you know, theatrically trained actors, and I don't know. It's. Yeah, and they give them the. So I guess they give them all like the soft drama stuff because they're like, at least they can make it interesting. But unfortunately, it's just so uninteresting. 
I mean, that's interesting. Yeah. Sorry, I mean, it's interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> it's good. <laughs> so, what happens next? Guess what? Gordon goes back to the simulator. And he walks into Laura's apartment, and she's getting back together with Greg. What the? And she dumps Jordan. She dumps Jordan. Gordon. I think I said Jordan. <laughs> Michael Jordan. She, jumps, she she jumps Jordan. She jumped and dumped she can over. Jump over Jordan. She dunked over Jordan. <laughs> yeah. It's like no wonder Gordon Malloy was in love with her. Uh, He's like. She dumps. She also dumps Gordon. Oh, oh no. Yeah, oh, and she no. but she just wants to be friends and then Gordon goes back and he and John are hanging out at the bar and talking about his girl problems and Gordon is like oh I guess I shouldn't have been surprised it does say in her phone that they got back together what? <laughs> <laughs> oh Gordon 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 uh, and then John Lamar goes I know what it's like well I don't because I have never been dumped that but he's sense. trying to be, he's, yeah, he's trying to be sympathetic, but he also is saying, like, this was not a real relationship. You were in a simulator, <laughs> so get over it. He's a good and listener, so, you know? <laughs> yeah. And so Gordon goes back to the simulator, and he's wearing an especially dumb polo shirt. <laughs> I, I don't, uh, it's really bad. And he says, delete Greg. Just delete Greg from the whole simulation and start it over again. Oh, wow. So simulator does that. And then Gordon goes back in there with his dumb polo shirt and they're at Macy's, which is where Leighton Meester works. And she's up for a promotion and he goes, okay, well, can I take you out for dinner if you get it? And she says, well, my boyfriend might want to take me. And he goes, is it Greg? But she's just joking and he's the boyfriend and they're together and she loves him. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. And... She wants to go on one of his flights because he's a pilot and then they can take a vacation. And he says, yeah, which is, I don't know how he's planning to pull that off. But he goes, yeah, only if I can sing with you at the pub. And she goes, what are you talking about? I'm afraid to sing in front of people. I don't do that. And he goes back out and he's like, simulator, fix it. And the simulator goes, I got to put Greg back in then. Weird. Oh, simulator. Mm-hmm. <sighs> That and then what? That doesn't make sense. <laughs> like, okay, so maybe like in the past or whatever, Greg was the one that may- gave her confidence or whatever. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's dumb. Uh, but mm-hmm. maybe that's the case. But the computer doesn't know. The computer doesn't know about her like real personality. It's going off of like. You know, a maximum of like 64 gigabytes of information about her on this phone. <laughs> like, there's there's no way. Like, it <laughs> okay, uh, but I mean, it, well, no, Seth wrote it, so it makes sense. It's my brain that's well, stupid. Look, it doesn't. It uh, doesn't actually just say I got to put Greg back in. He goes like, "Is there any way to fix it?" And it goes, "Yes, but you removed the element that made it what it was before, so I would have to revert to the previous version or whatever." <laughs> I don't. It's fine. Yeah, I think the computer was just Kelly, being lazy. The computer. Well, it could the be computer that. is doing so much work. Like, there's no way like this woman had Macy's in her phone. You know, like. I'm pretty sure it could th- fucking figure it out without Greg. Yeah. I, I, oh my God. Well, if I, 
Okay, well, listen to what happens next. Okay. Kelly goes and talks to Gordon, and he goes, oh, Greg was the one who encouraged Laura to sing. And then Kelly crosses her eyes in this really gross way that I hate. Like, she crosses one eye at a time, and then she goes, I can only do this because Captain Orville taught me how, which somehow means that Greg is good because we're shaped by our relationships and she's like it's she's it this is good and she's great because laura who's leighton meister leighton meister was is remembered you know 350 years after she lived and that's rare so if you guys really think that the computer could fix it without greg then this makes kelly even more your enemy <laughs> because she's saying that that it's all due to greg uh kelly you fucking idiot <laughs> okay so that's the next scene and Clordis, which is my name for uh clive clive and bordis Clordis <laughs> are eating something gross together and they're yelling at each other because they want cigarettes so bad and then they just get in a physical fight and start beating each other up and we're supposed to think it's funny i don't know it's like domestic violence is funny on this show <laughs> and it's cool and we like it and yeah. then dr claire goes in and goes like what are you what's going on i made you this injection now you're not going to want cigarettes anymore and that's the end of the subplot oh wow oh that's so yeah. cool <laughs> yeah it was all worth it for that subplot people don't talk about it a lot but almost all of the uh outbreaks of violence in the human's past is because people were trying to give up smoking like uh it's just something that always happens and and people don't talk about it enough so that's why if you sm start smoking you have to just continue just keep doing it mm -hmm. um for the safety of the people around you that's true that's the other message of this show <laughs> i do like clordis though hashtag clordis uh we have to remember that from <laughs> now on Thank What's you. Thank you. I invented it myself. Uh, That's such uh, a good episode. It, on, it honestly it does sound well, like a decent episode of a comedy show. It's not done. It's not done yet. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah, that's just the subplot. The subplot ended. Uh, and now what happens? Gordon Malloy goes back to the simulator, even though they were. he was just like, yeah, I guess our relationships really do shape us. And then he just goes back to the simulator and she she's singing again and then he just walks up on stage with her like she's she she's performing she's like doing a show and he just like climbs up on stage with her and starts singing with her and then wait, did the computer put they, greg back in this in this run of the simulation uh, just wait just wait just wait uh, so okay. they're singing and they're harmonizing and gordon malloy is taking the high part in the harmony <laughs> which is pretty funny to me it's not a fucking king <laughs> yeah <laughs> And it's she thinks it's cool and good that this guy just got on stage while she was performing and like stole half of her song from her. <laughs> and then everybody applauds and they get off stage and then Greg's there and Greg's like, hey, buddy, Gordon, because they're friends now. But Gordon goes, guess what? I'm moving away tomorrow. I thought you were going to say to Mars. <laughs> <laughs> he does say he's moving away to do a new um, like spaceship program or something oh. oh that's so poetic he got a mm -hmm. job with spacex <laughs> he <laughs> got a job with spacex yes and then she's like an elon the boring company like, actually well, he's, he's, 
<laughs> she goes, okay, well, before you move away, let's take a picture together for the time capsule. And then they take a selfie together that's for the time capsule, but it doesn't really go in the time capsule, right? Because it's just a simulation? Yeah. Unless. Okay. This is like a yeah. time machine and everything he's doing <laughs> yeah. there. If it, what if he found like his... What if, like, there was, like, a vial of sperm in the time capsule, and then when he, they tested, like, Gordon, this is your DNA. This is your Gordon. sperm. Wait, Gordon, we, we just got your ge- genealogy done. This was your great-grandmother. No! <laughs> she was... You well, there is your- a point... Hey, at least I had sex. There is a point earlier where... <laughs> There was a point earlier where she goes, oh, my ex-boyfriend, his name is Greg. And Gordon Malloy goes, that's my dad's name. And I thought it was going to uh, be like, uh, oh, it was a family name. And <laughs> trace it back to. It would be pretty nice for an, an old boy ending of this. <laughs> Some guy pops out. He's like, for 300 years, I've been planning this. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's the end. And it was written by Seth. And. For the week after this aired, if you like count all of the viewings or whatever, this was the best performing show on network television that week. Wow. wow. What? Yeah. Wow. What? <laughs> yeah. Wait, is this show popular? <laughs> Why don't I know anyone who watches it? I don't know anybody who's heard of it. Like, yeah. when you try to explain this to somebody and you have to go like, well, there's a show called The Orville. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Anytime I've ever tried to tell anyone about this podcast, I first have to like explain what The Orville is. And, and then they go, oh, yeah, like the family guy guy, right? And I, yep. Uh, no, I haven't ever seen it, um, but I have seen a commercial. With me, it's, I tried to explain it to somebody last night. And he was like, oh, so it's like a cartoon? And I was like, no, no, it's live action and it stars himself. It's like a cartoon. Uh, well, it is like a cartoon, yeah. <sighs> Man, but, like, I mean, this is, I guess the people that are watching are people who watch just, you know, regular TV. That's I yeah. just something I don't do. I mean, I, I was just watching it because I thought we were starting at, like, uh, 10 instead of 10 30 so i just turned on the tv like regular tv for a second and there's some show where it's like i guess it's kind of like last comic standing or something it, it wasn't that but it was kind of like that and like the the judges were keenan thompson chrissy Teigen, and jeff foxworthy and there was like a puppet doing there was like a puppet where it's just a puppet was doing like a, a stand-up set, like not like a who's the guy Jeff Dunham, like where the things on his, uh, you know, on, on his knee. Yeah. yeah, he's not doing that. It's just a regular puppet. Yeah. Um, and Keenan was loving it, and Chrissy was cracking up Jeff, and there, I don't know, it, but it was just the worst thing I think I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. And so I guess if that's an alternative, uh. I can see myself watching the Orville. <laughs> I mean, I see myself watching the Orville every day for the rest of my life, you know? That's... <laughs> uh, I guess that's the episode. It's time for us <laughs> to rate it. Um, uh, I guess we'll go to Kevin. Kevin, what did you think of this episode? 
What would you give this episode? I loved this episode. <laughs> um, I, I think, I think I'm gonna have to give this episode a just one big old kiss. <laughs> On the on the above the lips, but under the nose. Great, and that's Mustache. a perfect perfect score. <laughs> uh, how about you, Tim? Um, I'm gonna give it a perfect score, uh, which is six one one out of six one one. Yep, uh, I'll probably give it five hundred out of five hundred cigarettes. No, that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> that's the only number in the whole thing. <laughs> Uh, maybe 2015 <laughs> out of 2015 uh, yeah. time capsules. Right, I'll give it. Um, let me see. Can I think of any other numbers in it? Oh, uh, my turn. Yeah, I'll give Miranda, it go ahead. Uh, three and a half out of three and a half centuries that Gordon's girlfriend has been dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would have been great if they got in a fight and she. He was like, um, "I'm glad you died in the in 9/11-2 in 2019." Yes. <laughs> Nine eleven two. It's gonna be this year, huh? <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's much cleaner too. Mark your calendars, folks. Nine twelve. <laughs> no, it's gonna be nine eleven two. Nine eleven two. Two colon nine twelve. <laughs> this time it's personal. <laughs> <laughs> Last time was fun in games. <laughs> So Miranda, should we watch this episode, you think? Honestly, uh, hard for me to say yes, you should watch it, but maybe I mean like is it is the best episode of the Orville I've seen. It is totally bizarre and if you want to like be able to talk about weird episodes of the Orville then definitely yes. Wait. Jay Lee did not dance or hump anything in this episode, did he? He did not. And this is the best episode? I know, I know. Oh my god. I can't believe they managed to outdo that, but they did. Well, if you do uh, say yes, then I'm going to say we have to watch it and then do that episode next week. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yes, you should watch it. <laughs> okay, so tune in next week when we talk about this episode again. <laughs> I might not be here next week. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that's the episode. Uh, the only other thing I have going this time is uh, Twitter. Like <laughs> few good uh, the Orville tweets. Uh, first of all, this one I saw because it was uh, in my uh, promoted tweets on the Twitter mobile app. Uh, this was from Dusty Wayne Jr. Yeah. Uh, or at Dusty Wayne Jr. He uh, he tweets at Seth McFarlane. Hello. I found old, in parentheses, 1994, at NASA computer simulations of Comet, or hashtag Comet, <laughs> Shoemaker-Levy09, and recent at Google Earth data of Caribbean plate region. Might want to share it with your astrophysics advisor. Shockwave structure and morphotectonic structure are identical. <laughs> and then there's like a picture of like a 
an x-ray of an ant or something. Um, then there's like a, a Google Earth picture. Uh, then it kind of shows you like like how these these pictures are the same, although they don't really look the same at all. No. It's uh, like those uh, like 4chan pictures. <laughs> yes. Like uh, the, he's really trying to connect things. Um, I don't know if it really makes sense. To me, but uh, I don't. I'm not an astrophysics advisor, so I am. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, no, it's kind of convenient. <laughs> um, and it's it, honestly, he's correct because the uh, picture uh, on the Google Earth picture says it was taken in 2015, and oh. so it's probably it's too good to be true, you know. Like no no oh, coincidences. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Wow. And there's Albany is present in one of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. So the mock disc uh, is a reference to Mocklands. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that sounds right. Yeah. Well, I I, I agree with this guy 100. Um, percent Yeah. There's definitely. The transonic blast waves, the Vishniak instability slash overstability reaction front, constant discontinuity. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just, and, you know, hashtag energy leaves evidence. And when you look at the picture of the comet, what a comet would do, and then you look at, um, you know, the, the comet plasma coma and the... Baja Peninsula, yeah. you know, it's just obvious, well, guys. It's <laughs> obvious. For me, for me, I look at it, I see the horseshoe vortexes, and I, I say, yes, those are 100% a perfect match. But then I look up at the barrel shock, and I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. I don't know. That's, that's a little iffy. Again, yeah, yeah. But again, I'm not a, I'm, I'm a layman. Um, the wake vortices uh, seem right. Mm-hmm. I... I feel like pictures like this where they draw a bunch of lines normally it's kind of it, it's like it kind of tricks you where you're like oh yeah those lines are there <laughs> but this one it's like it's not even close there's just these lines all over the place that the, don't line up with he, anything he, kept, he does like these little swirls and he like puts these swirls in like he yeah. does these little blue swirls and I'm like you you put those swirls in there. <laughs> it reminds me of, um, uh, do you remember the show Figure It Out? Oh, no. It was like on Nickelodeon in like the 90s or maybe early 2000s. Yes. Where yes. there's the kids and they had a skill was, and then the people like had a, to guess yeah. it. Anyway. I, was, I was into a lot of large scale structures, LLSSs at the time, so I don't... <laughs> Yeah, um, I remember there was this one. I was I was young when I saw it, and the kid's skill was that he had <laughs> he had like the Big Dipper on his back, and I didn't really understand what the Big Dipper was. That it was like a constellation with his moles, and oh. so all they showed was the kid like takes his shirt off, and then Summer Sanders gets a sharpie and draws the Big Dipper on his back. <laughs> I remember being like. No, you just you just drew that. You can't possibly think you're fooling us. <laughs> anyway, that this picture reminds me of that where they're like, yeah, the reattachment shockwave is this part. <laughs> it's too bad we already called Seth. 
for this episode. I, I would love to yeah. hear what you yeah. have to say about this. Well, I mean, I could <laughs> about the Big Dipper. I could make one more about the Big Dipper on that kid's back. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Nah, I don't know. What? I, I just don't want to abuse this privilege we have That's of being true. able to call him anytime we want. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> we'll call next up. We'll call next episode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the next tweet I've got, um, well, it's from somebody you might just know um, at Seth McFarlane. Uh, Seth himself. Uh, I think I've heard of the guy. <laughs> uh, he says, Dear De- Democrats, I beg you, more uh. unity, less Twitter. You're all on the you're all on the same side. If you allow the disease of social media style outrage to infect <laughs> social media style <laughs> outrage to infect congressional process, it's gonna it's gonna more Trump in 2020. Mm-hmm. It's gonna yeah that is just what it says. It's gonna more Trump in 2020. Put the internet on pause. Get in a room and talk. And he links to a Washington Post article. House Democrats boil over a feud between Pelosi and liberal women of color is tugging at the seams of the party, is this article. It's going to more Trump uh, in 2020 if we're not careful. Well, yeah, I mean, and they're clearly not being careful because they're they're letting the Internet run, uh, not even pausing to talk. <laughs> um, yeah. And they're going to let the social media disease uh, be turned into like maybe even deadly it might be deadly and it's gonna be more trump it's gonna more trump sorry <laughs> it's gonna more trump which is frustrating because most of us want it's gonna be less trump no you want it's gonna less trump <laughs> it's gonna less trump ideally yes gonna less trump would be the way i would vote uh but i don't know if these if these democratic ladies in the in the senate keep arguing with nancy pelosi i might have to I might have to dr- vote for Gunna More Trump. I can't help myself. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe Gunna Less Twitter, <laughs> and then you're Gunna Less Trump. But if you're Gunna More Twitter, you're Gunna More Trump. So, uh, gonna pause internet. Uh, gonna gonna get in room. Gonna get, get, gonna get in room and talk about. So yeah. get less Trump. And don't talk on Twitter. Get don't in room. pause the internet. Yes. Exactly. Pause the internet for one second. Mm-hmm. Get in room. I do like on this one that he's he's not saying, you know, I blame Nancy Pelosi, I blame no. AOC or whatever. He blames. He just all says those all ladies. Democrats. Yeah. Well, yeah. You... All all the Democrats that post on Twitter, you're you're the ones that are the problem. Let's just shut up and and. Uh, only agree with each other forever, and then we'll be uh, gonna less Trump. Yeah, Seth is one of these like science is God kind of people. Like, you know, well, the facts don't care about your feelings. Exactly, and that's what Seth says exactly. Seth's the same that all the time, <laughs> mm-hmm. and he is this, uh, you know, the same height as Ben Shapiro. So, <laughs> but yeah, he, he does say this all the time, and yeah, he's he he's a guy like. You know, he's like, I'm a, I'm a liberal, but the only thing I think he cares about is that, like, science will rule the day and climate change is real. Which, like, good for you on the climate change thing, but, uh, yeah. Then he's, like, he's probably also, like, Green New Deal's not... He probably thinks the Green New Deal's not going to work or something. Because 
is made on Twitter is going to be more Trump. It's going to more... Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) So good good tweet, Seth. Yep, great tweet. Keep it up. Great tweet. Great tweet. God bless Seth Seth McFarlane. He's got the best politics. (laughs) He does. Yes. They're just like... You know who agrees? Get off. I've got one more tweet. Uh, this is from Trumpler at Trumpler. Uh, real Donald <laughs> Trump appears to be following Seth MacFarlane at Seth MacFarlane. Oh, yeah. uh, in her in parentheses, this bot cannot tell if it was a new follower or the result of the account being reactivated. Uh, I guess it would have to be a new a new follow because uh, Seth has never been suspended or anything. Yeah, I don't know that take. That take was really hot. It probably got flagged. Trump saw. <laughs> What Seth said, and uh, of course, he would prefer that they're going to less Trump. So he uh, decided to follow him and see what what he was saying. Um, and he probably agrees that the people should stop talking on Twitter. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> Seth's like, you guys stop talking on Twitter. Let the only political voice on Twitter be Donald Trump. That's what he does, okay? You guys don't stoop down his level, so let him control that whole sphere. He definitely thinks that they should stop talking about the Green New Deal. He agrees about that. Well, you know, he must be right. <laughs> okay. Uh, I've, I've got an update. Since, in the in the few minutes since I retweeted the Seth MacFarlane tweet, uh, our old pal Andrew Gibbons at Drew eight one one seven has replied uh, to our retweet, and he says, "Absolutely right." <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I think I I saw mm-hmm. when I saw that tweet originally, the Seth MacFarlane one. Uh, I believe, um, what's it called? I believe Andrew has written has replied to this, and I wish i could find it he, he he replies to seth often he he said something like uh okay he's right he's actually replying to a lot of things on this tweet oh uh, yeah i see one already so, so seth is quote tweeting somebody who says pelosi must at least discuss impeachment and seth says one an impeachment a- a attempt begins we all jump for joy trump is ecstatic two impeachment fails three trump shouts i have been exonerated four a weary substantial number of essential voters resent the democratic party for wasting time and energy five trump is reelected in 2020 so he's gonna more trump and then john cooper <laughs> tweets replies <laughs> One, an impeachment inquiry uh, opens in the House. Two, the nation is riveted by television uh, hearings that detail Trump's crimes, corruption, and obstruction. Three, his support plummets among swing voters. Four, an energized base turns out in record numbers. Five, Trump is soundly defeated in 2020. Mr. Andrew Gibbons responds, man, I don't think I, I don't think I, you know his base or those that are turned off by the left's attacks. I'll be honest. As a swing voter, I'm almost as turned off by them as I am by Trump. And that's why you get a lack of voters or voters saying they'd rather not vote at all. So our boy Andrew Drew8117 is a classic swing voter. Uh, Absolutely. This, like, if if somebody was like, uh, what, what do you think Andrew Gibbons politics are 
Swing voter is funnier than anything that I would <laughs> yeah, have come I, up with. Because it stuck out to me. As soon as I read that, he's like, as a swing voter, like, <laughs> that's how you label yourself as a swing voter is a very, like, any th- at any moment, you know. I wonder if we've accidentally uh, discovered Ken Bones' burner account. <laughs> 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 I got to admit, uh, mm. Him being a swing voter is uh, way more left than I would have guessed. So that is true. Some of <laughs> look, I follow him. I don't. I, he's an interesting follow. He's and like because I follow a lot of sports stuff. So sometimes I'll click on something, and because I follow him, I'll see his reply, and it's normally something like, uh, you know, well, if Kaepernick didn't do this, then you know, it's some shit like that. Like these players are getting twenty, thirty million dollars. They should shut the fuck up and play with concussions. Shit like that, you know? <laughs> so, he's got that good energy that is, I, I would not think, uh, as swing voter, as you said, he's much further left than I thought. <laughs> well, yeah. that was uh, this week's episode of the official Andrew Kibben's podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I, think we've, I think we've done everything we set out to do tonight, and it, in a record... Less than two hours. Wow, amazing that we were able to get through this content we were so, so quickly. S- it's been less than two we hours. We were so star for content. We <laughs> we went full Andrew Gibbons <laughs> closeout. <laughs> uh, there's only one more segment, and that would be yes. the Captain's Kiss. Yes. Uh, mm. <laughs> I think it's mm. clear to I'm see ready. that Miranda deserves it. I mean, she was uh, the one that yes. watched the episode. True, true. Um, she recapped it for us. Uh, she left no details out, so we we really feel like we saw the whole thing. And she didn't move at all. To, to right, exactly. Her her mic. Mm-hmm, uh, she, mm-hmm. Yeah, amazing. And um, she worked from seven to eight. To the, I think. Yep. Uh, Tim, uh, yeah. it seems like Tim. Did, Tim, you told us some kind of an excuse why you should get it earlier in the episode, didn't you? Um, probably. (laughs) Yeah, that doesn't sound very convincing. It Uh, was, though. It was. Remember, it was. (laughs) I gotta hand it to Kevin. I mean, he called both Seth MacFarlane and Scott Grimes on his phone. Yeah. Yeah, and he didn't even get them to say the official The Orville podcast. Oh, true. Maybe next week. Um... Yeah, it's got to go to Miranda. I'm sorry, guys. Mwah. Yeah. Man, I wasted those phone calls. <laughs> Thank you, Greggy. <sighs> I'm going to stop caring about this thing pretty soon. <laughs>
So I've got to say. So I've got to say. So I've got to say. 